Hey, everybody. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. My name is April Lovett. And my name is Daryl Lovett. We've been together for five years, and we have a three-year-old sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and smiley baby boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. That's right. We also work our nine-to-five jobs together, we teach together, and we co-own The Lovett Company. That's right. We do so much together, and we wanted to share some of our tips and tricks for living out our 24-7 relationship. Oh, yes. A relationship that is all day, every day. Plus, we want to share with you how we manage to run our side business alongside full-time jobs and still find time for kids, chores, and fun. So in this podcast, the Success in Black and White podcast, we'll be talking about working towards success, overcoming failures, and just living our everyday lives. So get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be bringing to you Real Talk Concepts every week as we share some of our stories, best practices, as well as talk to guests about how they have found success by doing extraordinary things in their everyday lives. Welcome back to another episode of Success in Black and White Podcast. That's right. Welcome back. Today, we have a super special episode. I am really excited. Um, this is a girl that I have followed for her almost, I feel like almost her entire career um, because she used to work for me and now she is an amazing registered dietitian and it's been exciting to just follow her journey. I am excited tonight to interview Lauren Smith. Um, And I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of a background about Lauren. Lauren is a registered dietitian. She is currently based in Jacksonville, Florida, and she works with the dietitians of Palm Valley. She received her Bachelor of Science in Dietetics from Florida State University and earned her master's degree in clinical nutrition from Boston University. Lauren specializes in helping people understand why so many mainstream diet programs never consistently provide the results that they want. At Dietitians with Palm Valley, she has helped countless clients develop an understanding of nutrition and metabolism, why all foods can fit into a well-balanced diet, and she helps teach sustainable strategies for balance while reaching goals, which is amazing. I love it. This girl on Instagram, she's so fun. We're going to go over this at the end so that she can tell you how to like get in touch with her. She's at the Blondie Kitchen on Instagram and girlfriend just like (laughs) keeps us in check with all of her meal choices. I love it. We are so excited. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. This is like coming full circle. You really have been with me since I kind of began, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun to have you. So we're just going to start off and ask you questions. So we want to know, who are you and what do you do and what does one of your normal days look like? Yeah, so that's a loaded question. So shameless plug, but I was a girlfriend and now I'm a fiance. So that's kind of fun to say, right? (laughs) Yeah, but I'm also, um, I'm a dietitian um, and I think it's kind of interesting. You probably get this kind of on the episodes. People often like really identify with their careers. And for me, like my career is like, because it's around food, like I live, breathe, think food 24 seven. So I'm very much into food. That's a huge, huge part of me. Um, 
But really with clients, I work on really just empowering people. A lot of what I do is actually counseling and not as much about just like telling people what to eat. It's about learning why people make certain food decisions. And if they're not making maybe the best decisions, how can we get them there um, without them feeling guilt or remorse or feeling restricted? That's awesome. Awesome. So I want to talk because I feel like I kind of know because you did work for me at one point, which you might be able to elaborate on in this next question. Um, But I want our listeners to know, how did you become a registered dietitian? Like kind of what was your life path there? Like, what were you like as a child? Like, why do you care about food so much? (laughs) Yeah. So growing up, I actually played competitive soccer and I literally had no idea about how to fuel my body. And I'm not sure if you guys had that experience when you played sports growing up, but even at like such a high level, it just wasn't really discussed. It was like, okay, the night before have some carbs. Um, when there's like, you know, a lot of things that go into, you know, what you eat throughout the day. Um, So that was pretty interesting for me. But then when I went to Florida State and I lost my identity as an athlete and then became a sorority girl, but also on top of that was on my own in a completely new state, I had no idea how to feel my body. I didn't even have a car. So I couldn't get groceries. I was living in Kellum. If you guys know Kellum, it's not even there anymore. And it was pretty darn bad living there. Um, so, so it was just so such a transition for me to not know what to eat or have my mom there to do it for me. So. I kind of had to learn on my own. And that first year, I sort of epically failed, gained a bunch of weight in college and just had a horrible relationship with food. And that kind of brought me down the path of, okay, well, no, this isn't working. How can I get this to work? Um, And that's when I entered the dietetics program, applied for the program at Florida State um, and ended up, you know, it's been history since. Awesome. That's that's awesome. Yeah, we, we completely understand and know how that transition can be when you're leaving home. And you kind of have the support system there and you're not concerned about buying your own food. Um, and you kind of have, you know, what you need in support um, there at home. And then you kind of go somewhere and you're all by yourself. And, and like you said, um, all of those secondary, I call them secondary parents, such as your coaches and those people yeah. are not in your life anymore. Um, and then you said, you said you were a sorority on us. <laughs> I was, yes, Greek life all the way at Florida State. But honestly, that was so important. And yes, maybe the food didn't click right away, but having that sense of community and finding that on campus was so key for me. Um, and it felt like I was part of something. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and that's something we talk about a lot is how the social relationships and that social aspect really is part of healthy lifestyle like you have to have those and I know you believe that um so that's awesome yeah so what I want to know is um and April has had me watching all of these (laughs) documentaries on food and and what what the health and all of this stuff um and and, like there are so many out there and uh, the culture concepts constantly change So how do you ensure you are successful in your career and keeping up with um, what works for you? Yeah. So obviously you guys are in the education sphere as well. I think continuing education is continuously important no matter how far along you are in your career. Now, obviously for me, I'm definitely on the younger side of things, but um, I think 
education is so important. So always trying to, you know, if you don't know something, taking the time and actually looking it up instead of giving someone an answer that's like kind of half-assed is kind of important to me. Um, so always kind of being on top of that and then having mentors and just knowing people to go to if you are confused about something or maybe you have a really difficult client or case just even situation that comes up and having like a support system, kind of like what we talked about and make sure you're, you're providing the highest level of care and um, the best information to everyone. Perfect. So, so if I was interested in finding out more information, um, what would you suggest or recommend based on your personal experience um, or your professional experience as a reliable source for me to go to? Yeah, and that kind of gets into the idea of a nutritionist versus a dietitian. Um, so a dietitian is a legally protected term, meaning if you're in the hospital and you need nutrition advice, you're not like being approached by someone who took like an online nutrition course for a week. Like like these people have their undergrad degrees, their sometimes their master's degrees. They have gone through an internship with clinical hours, and they've you know extensively studied this. Where it's not that someone who's a nutritionist isn't smart, intelligent, or knows information. It's just that they might not have the full understanding about how some of their recommendations may impact other parts of the body or or just really interpreting research. Um, so that's where I think looking for dietitians I'm very passionate about and um, looking for the RD or RDN credential is super important. And um, I think it's a good way to kind of know what's fact versus fiction sometimes. Cool. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. So my question, we're going to start getting into some of the dietitian part and some of the nutrition part. The fun what, part. <laughs> the fun part. What is the most common question that you get asked as a dietitian? Ooh, I get asked a lot of funny questions. I'm sure the, you I probably have like top three. First one's probably anything about keto, the ketogenic diet, or intermittent fasting. It's like I'm at a restaurant or I'm anywhere and someone finds out I'm a dietitian and they're like, what do you think about keto or intermittent <laughs> fasting? Um, and that's the most most crazy, crazy thing that they ask me. Um, I also get a lot of questions about carbohydrates where they're like, someone sees me eating carbs and they're like, oh my God, carbs aren't bad for you. Or, or, you know, you probably don't eat this all the time. You know, how many, how many carbs do you eat? Um, so things like that. But I'd say probably the keto question. Really? Yeah. So I know we asked this a little bit later on, but since we're on the topic, what is your opinion on the keto diet? And it's funny because when people once again ask me these questions, it's sometimes hard to answer them because that's such a broad topic. Like, are we talking about like for health benefit, for weight loss, for curing epilepsy, for, you know, like what kind of sphere? So, I mean, I mean, in general, when people ask me that, they're mostly thinking about it for weight loss. When it comes to weight loss, and I'm actually on my, um, my company's page, I'm actually going to post a blog kind of on this, but when it comes to weight loss, it comes down to calories in, calories out. Now, there are other things that kind of complicate it, but in general, if you are eating the ketogenic diet and you're eating more calories than what your body needs, you're not going to lose weight. Um, so that's where I think finding a sustainable dietary approach that, you know, you're not going to feel restricted on. You can still have a glass of wine, a piece of bread at Cheesecake Factory, you know, all these things I, I always talk about on my social media. Um, it's a much better approach than restricting yourself to this diet that's so miserable for you to follow um, and not 100% accurate when you think about the science. Interesting. So I think for people, I feel like 
unless people have just not been on the social media sphere or watching media at all or just kind of buried their head for a while, maybe some people don't know what a typical keto diet promotes. Like what are you if you're on the keto diet, what is it that you that you primarily eat? Yeah. So the ketogenic diet, to kind of understand it, so our body uses carbohydrates as as your main fuel source. That's what your brain and, you know, your entire body wants to run on. So when you basically deprive yourself of those carbs, your body says, hey, I'm not getting it anymore. I'm going to go to something else. And that's when we begin breaking down other things to create what we call ketones. And those ketones are specifically helpful for our brain um, and just to fuel our body with the lack of carbs there. And so to be actually in ketosis, a lot of people now are eating these really, really low carb diets. um, And they're actually in ketosis where for a lot of people, if you're just eating moderately low carb or you're, you know, cutting out carbs here and there, but are still kind of having fruit or you're still having, you know, um, even like like five grams of carbs could kind of knock you out of it. Um, you're not truly in ketosis. Um, so that's a really big misconception I see with people. But uh, in general, the ketogenic diet is a um, pretty high fat and then um, moderate kind of protein diet. Very heavy on the fat, though. With keto, a lot of people are cutting a lot of carbs, but it may not be the right. Like, why do you think that people have this? conception that carbs are quote unquote bad for you. Yeah. Honestly, and it's pretty interesting lately, a lot of people have been coming to my office and they have been asking me about carbohydrates and blood sugar. And they're saying, well, you know, blood sugar and insulin and all these hormones and things. I'm like, how do you know about this information? Are you in healthcare? Like, where are you reading this? Uh, Because anytime you eat something, your body produces the hormone insulin to get that energy into your cell. And it's not a bad thing that that's happening. And actually... When you think of like really lean athletes that, um, you know, have a lot of muscle, you actually need insulin to be able to to kind of, um, you know, help you build muscle and everything like that. So um, I think there's just a lot of misinformation. And I think every, it's so complicated because everyone also eats. So everyone has an opinion. Right. That doesn't mean uh-huh. it's based on, you know, the best thing for everyone. And, and there's definitely friends of mine that do flourish on a ketogenic diet and it works for them. But I know for someone like me, that's a really restrictive diet that doesn't fit with my lifestyle and it instead just causes more stress. Mm, okay. I think that helps explain kind of what keto is and why it may not be appropriate for everybody, but could help some people. <laughs> Are yeah, there any, yeah. Are there any really like underlying um dangers that you have seen or that you've seen in research um from the keto diet that you would like to kind of put out for the public or do you think that overall it may not be terrible for you like what is your take on that as a dietitian? Yeah. So, I mean, when I think about diets in general, um, there, I'm in grad school and also in my internship, I have a lot of experience working with eating disorders and the biggest, um, one of the biggest predictors, I'm not going to say the biggest, um, to kind of developing an eating disorder is restrictive dieting. Um, and eating disorders are far more common and they really occur in a spectrum. And, um, you know, our culture just, you know, is always telling women and even men, they have to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And um, there's actually a really 
big, um, big push in the male community where, you know, there's a lot of men coming out with eating disorders and, um, you know, from the whole bodybuilding and kind of, kind of stuff like that's going on. So, um, that's a big concern with anyone that goes on a diet that walks through my door. Um, and also kind of weight cycling up and down, you know, the body doesn't want to be doing that. Um, so that's really big, but I think just in terms of keto, um, and actually it's your story. When I first started working for dietitians of Palm Valley, I remember a man came into my office and he went keto very hardcore for about a month. Um, and he was pretty much eating meat and eggs and, um, like dairy products and cheese. And that was like his entire diet and oh. his cholesterol levels went through the roof in a month. Um, and so there's some contradicting research where it might not necessarily mean risk for heart disease in, in many people who that may happen to when following a ketogenic diet. But in general, for me, if any of those heart disease markers are going up, I'm getting concerned and I want you to start eating more plant-based again um, and just balancing your diet a little bit better. Very good. So I have another question for you. Um, and I think you kind of alluded earlier that a lot of people think they know a lot of different things about the different diets and what to eat. And um, a lot of times people probably come to you with questions, like you said, when you're out and about and people find out, they ask you questions. But if we could reverse the roles and you had an opportunity to lead the conversation, um, what is it that you would say or what would you want everyone to know about healthy eating? Yeah. Ooh, and you're kind of making me think of like when I talk to clients, I like asking them questions so they do most of the talking because that's always fun, right? Um, I think my three biggest takeaways when kind of the spotlight's on me with, with um, answering questions is one, that food is fuel. Food is not something we should avoid. Food is not something that we should be scared of, but it is fuel for our bodies. And, you know, just like a car, we need that fuel to survive. Um, and I think a big thing kind of off of that is nutrition is a little bit more complicated than just, you know, eat this many calories to be able to lose weight. Um, and the calories in, calories out, you know, food, nutrition um, is a science where like you're getting vitamins and minerals and, you know, they're all kind of doing different things in the body. So um, the nerdy side of me obviously loves that. But if we're not putting the time to kind of learn that stuff, um, it's we're, we're doing ourselves a disservice as well. Um, and then my favorite one uh, is have your, like, if you want cake, just have a slice of cake. Um, you don't have to restrict foods that you love um, because that's totally a myth. And I'm not saying eat cake all day, every day and not eat any healthy foods too. Um, but you can have a little bit of everything as in part of your diet. So as a, I feel like people are constantly going to be asking you and I, and this is just based on, so like Daryl said, I've been listening, making him watch a lot of things. And <laughs> I've personally been listening to a lot of podcasts, mainly with cardiologists and gastroenterologists. Yeah. This, this topic really interests me. And so I feel like the number one thing they're, they're talking about and saying is that people just want, like they want their doctor, whoever it is to tell them, what it is they should eat because food is so confusing. It and is. And I know that's a hard thing as a dietitian for you to say, like, in general, people should eat this. But if you, if I were to put you on the spot and say, what would you say if somebody came into your office and just said, in general, what should the American public be eating in order to stay healthy? Like, what would be your recommendation? 
Yeah. So I actually do have an answer for that because I answer that question a lot. Um, I would say it doesn't have to be labeled the Mediterranean diet, but I know in grad school, I learned a lot about the Mediterranean diet and it is just such a healthy, not only diet plan, but also lifestyle. And that's where um, we actually call it the Mediterranean lifestyle. And we don't even call it a diet because it's not just about the food that we eat that determines our health. It's the exercise and um, the social habits and a lot of the other stuff as well. Um, but I mean, food wise, if I was to break it down, you know, obviously having a lot of fruits and vegetables, um, we know fruits and vegetables are important. You did not need me to say that. Um, but fruits and vegetables are a big cornerstone. Getting in that fiber is really important um, through those fruits and vegetables and also whole grains um, as, as much as we can. Uh, and then I would say also having... Um, you know, lean proteins um, like chicken and, you know, even things like eggs and fish and trying to get in those servings per week. And then um, having a moderate amount of kind of low fat dairy products, if um, that's something that you can tolerate. But those are definitely the cornerstones, I think, of a really healthy diet. Wonderful. Thank you. I have another question. What is your go to meal? Like, I'm just Ooh. curious. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> We're throwing all these so, questions. All right. <laughs> I can answer that really, really confidently. Mexican food. I actually just came back from Mexico and my fiance and I were literally having Mexican food, what, for like five days straight. Our first meal that we made when we came back was also Mexican food. Um, and so for me, Mexican food is just so easy to make, whether that's tacos or a burrito bowl or, um, you know, all, everything in between, a quesadilla. Um, there's just so many things you can do with it. And it can be really healthy and nutritious with all the color on your plate and the veggies. So um, that's for sure mine. Yeah. Okay. We just, we just had Mexican tonight. Yeah, we had that tonight. <laughs> what did you guys have? We had, well, we, so we don't eat any animal products. Yeah. So we had um, a very uh, plant, whole, whole foods, plant-based Mexican meal of black bean and green chili enchiladas um, with a, uh, with a. I'm going to let her answer it because we have a guest, <laughs> so I'm on my best behavior right now. You are on your best behavior. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we had a we had a cashew um queso that I made okay, yeah. and I that. guac kind of but I ran out of lime. Yeah, avocados <laughs> with what cilantro? Yeah, I ran out of lime. Yeah, avocados. And she, cut up, she cut up cilantro and put it in there. We didn't have no no guac. We had it avocados. Was, it was a really sad guac. Cilantro. I love it. Avocados are the best. I love yeah. Um, oh, so you answered a question. I want to ask you about one more diet um, trend right now. I almost said fad, which it yeah. kind of fad too. Um, I think the two mainstream diets right now are keto, and then we hear a lot about paleo. So oh, yeah. I'm curious your thoughts on paleo. Yeah. So I um. And, and this is where I think everyone kind of has different definitions of a lot of these diets. Um, and even with yeah. keto, it's kind of the same. But honestly, like paleo, there's not, to my knowledge at least, I haven't like explored a ton of research on it. Now, I think any diet where clients are coming to me following paleo and you're trying to eat more whole or not, not necessarily whole grains, but a lot more fruits and vegetables and just kind of natural foods. I think that's awesome. Um, but when I think of paleo, I think of people saying I'm only clean eating. And, you know, I even say that word sometimes I kind of throw it out there, but like, what does clean eating mean? That's like totally not a protected term or 
you know, a scientific word that we use in research is just this kind of um, almost like food marketing thing where it's like, okay, food is clean. So it makes us feel better about ourselves and we're like doing something good. Um, So I think, yeah, you know, if you're following a diet that's making you eat more vegetables and stuff, that's great, but it doesn't necessarily um, mean it's healthier. Right. Okay, good. That is helpful. Um, so you kind of already took our next one, the three biggest takeaways that you would leave with the audience, or do you have other takeaways? Hmm. I would say the biggest thing I always try to teach clients is that what works for you is going to be different than what work may work for your neighbor or your mom or a friend. Um, and so it's, I just find that it's really, really important to honor your body and what you want. And just because someone's following a diet doesn't mean that you necessarily have to follow that same exact diet. Um, and I think on the same note too, I recently saw this post on Instagram that said, you know, everyone could follow the same exact diet, but our bodies still would look the same. Um, and I think that's something we often don't think about. And we have these like ideal ideals of perfection and kind of what we need to be. Um, and we think like, okay, our diet is the problem. That's, you know, we need to change it. And then I'll look like this person when in reality, like if you're a size 10 foot, you're never going to fit into a size six shoe. Um, so, you know, we, we also have to learn to be accepting of ourselves. Um, and I think food goes right hand in hand with body image and, and that kind of stuff. And I talk about that a lot with my clients. Ooh, that's great. I can't wait to, we'll definitely give out your blog information. Um, but I think that everybody should read your blog. So like all of this stuff is good and on there. Um, so I want to jump into the Instagram questions that we got. Um, because some of our listeners are like, I have questions for the dietitian. So here's one. Um, one of the ladies who follows me on Instagram said, my son is vegetarian and my daughter is allergic to eggs, peanuts, and dairy. How do I get them protein, calcium, and other vital nutrients? Woo. That's a lot going on there. So they're allergic or they're allergic to eggs. Yeah, so her daughter is allergic to eggs, peanuts, and dairy, and her son is a vegetarian. So probably without her having to be like a short order cook, how can she possibly make family meals that where they can get protein, calcium, and other vital nutrients? Yeah. What is crazy is I've actually worked with people with worse restrictions, so we can work with that. Um, I would say definitely for the son that's a vegetarian, going for some of the soy-based foods, whether that be edamame um, or even things like tofu and learning ways to prepare those or even using things like soy milk, they can be a phenomenal source of protein. Plus, um, they're rich in calcium um, and they're complete proteins, meaning you're getting all of the great high-quality amino acids in them. So that would probably be my first recommendation. Um, and then with the daughter and her allergies, Um, It sounds like she's able to tolerate tree nuts like almonds and maybe cashews and other types of nuts. And so those can be great ways to get in a lot of great nutrients. Um, And then always for vegetarians and vegans and, um, you know, really anyone with those restrictions, beans are probably going to be her best friend when she grows up. Because whether that be like with veggie burgers or, um, you know, on salads or even in soups, um, you can use those beans and pair them with rice and get a complete protein and um, also get a lot of fiber to fill her up. Awesome. Okay, we have another we have another one we're going to throw at you. Yeah, let me see. I had somebody um, hit me up with a question and. I'll read it verbatim and then you can kind of interpret it um, however 
<laughs> um, how do you get over the psychological blocks of just starting a new diet or a lifestyle change? Ooh, that's a good question. That's, mm. a, that's a deep question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say, and I kind of was thinking about this too um, earlier today, but we like in our culture, I was watching the show actually on Netflix. Um, it's a CNN show about like all the, all of the 2000s. And if you haven't watched it, I recommend you watch it. Um, it's really interesting, but we are just such an instant gratification culture where like we really want results. We wanted them yesterday. Um, and sometimes we're not really willing to put in a lot of the work. Um, now when it comes to diet, I don't want people to be miserable, but I think instead of having like these super lofty goals and you know, wanting them so quickly and just changing everything all at once, focusing on really small goals. And I know you guys probably talk about smart goals all the time um, and kind of goal setting, but you know, it's important to have big goals, but we have to make the little steps very reachable and attainable when we're making change. And um, that's where with me as a dietitian, that's a lot of the work I do setting small goals for clients, celebrating those victories. And then if you're not, you know, reaching those small goals, like maybe, meal prepping um, on Sunday to prepare for your busy week or planning a grocery list to be able to grocery shop. That's where we have to reevaluate those goals and then see, you know, how we can get you there in a better way um, if, if it's not working out. So, yeah, I think that's that's really huge goal setting. Awesome. That's a great answer. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Um, so I have a fun question. What is your favorite memory of either like because we've known you and you used to work you used to work for me. Um, So what's your favorite memory of like us? So you and me or you and Daryl or, you know, you in the recreation department because that's where you worked. Like, what's your favorite memory? Yeah, I would say I have a memory for each of you. Oh, for April. Oh, for Sam, right? Um, So I say for April, I don't have necessarily one memory, but you just, when, especially when um, back in college, I feel like I would just enter your office and it's almost like you were like an older sister where like I could just say anything about what was annoying me or, you know, if I had a bad day or a good day or whatever. And um, I think that was something so unique to my experience at Florida State, especially working in campus rec. so I don't have one specific memory just because it happens so often, you know, yeah. like I can't even. We have a lot of time together. Yes, a lot of time. Um, and then I'd say for Daryl, I remember there was the leadership retreat at Campus Rec, and you probably don't even remember this, but I, I never realized, because I never really worked with you before that, and I did just like pass your office going to do the body composition testing, but right. Just hearing you speak and um, a lot of like the the things that you do and um, just, you know, how you kind of commanded a room was just so empowering to me. And I I still remember that till this day. And um, then I was like, damn, he's the real deal. Um, And it was really cool. Awesome. We didn't pay her to say that, (laughs) y'all. I was like, wow. But uh, no. Yeah, that's that's awesome that um, we were able to impact you in that way um, because a lot of the times we do it and we don't get to hear the response back so when she added that question to the list I was like yes <laughs> like someone that's not currently there that has had a little bit of time and a little bit of distance from yeah. us to actually reflect and be able to respond um, and to know that 
we impact people the way that we do, um, for me, that's, that's rewarding, um, yeah. because that's what it's about for me. So. Yeah. yeah. For me, I was trying to think of from my situation, like what's my favorite memory with you? Um, and kind of like you said, it was almost hard for me to pick one because we've had so many, like we had memories of just working together and putting on these kind of sometimes when I felt like we're crazy programs, um, training and then the cooking classes. Oh my God. Yeah. I had so much fun doing cooking classes. Um, but my, out of all of that, my favorite memory is when I first met you Um, and you came and sat down in my office and we started having these conversations about programming and stuff. And I was like, all right, so let me know, like, how do you work and how do you keep track of things? Like about that, because we hadn't really worked together yet. And you pull out this like huge Bible thick calendar planner and everything is highlighted and everything is highlighted in different colors and I'm looking at this sucker like how do you you have to have like an entirely second life in order to just keep up (laughs) with that calendar like I couldn't figure it out it was so funny like you're one of the most organized people I've ever met and just that very first day I'm like oh yeah this is gonna be great because like I don't have to be organized now Lauren can be organized (laughs) oh my god all right oh let me see this question oh I totally missed over this one so you all know April everyone that's listening in you all know April and she keeps me in check with her bullet list so she actually (laughs) just handed it to me so I don't know if it was for me to actually ask this question or if she was just showing it to me to say hey you're doing a great job of staying on topic here we are and let's keep this going (laughs) Um, so, uh, thank you. Could you point to that question again? For... You can ask the fun one. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So, um, according to this question, and I obviously already knew this, um, uh, but you just got engaged. I did. So, yeah. Crazy. So if, if anyone like listened to our Valentine's Day podcast, like, Y'all know that we were like suckers for the the engagement story. (laughs) So we want to hear yours. Tell us more. Share, share. Yeah. So the story begins actually a few months before. So my my boyfriend, a.k.a. now fiance, I'm still saying boyfriend, um, he is about to graduate from medical school. And to celebrate that, we were like, okay, we have never gone on a trip just ourselves. And we've been dating um, just about six years now. Um, so let's do something for ourselves. And it's kind of the last hurrah before obviously he gets matched. And we booked a trip to Mexico, um, specifically Tulum, because we've been dying to go there. Um, so we went there and I literally had no idea that he was even thinking about this. I thought it was like so down the line. Um, so I... But I'm just like any girl, like for a trip, getting my hair and nails done. But um, he was definitely encouraging me to go, like definitely get that done before. So I didn't even put that together. Um, but basically, we got there and then um, we had this really fancy dinner planned. Um, it was at a place called Kinto and they are basically in the woods. And Tulum's very big into not messing with the, the, the world and the culture and um, just really leaving things as they are. They're very, very into the earth. Um, and so this whole restaurant is literally above the ground almost like in um not cabanas but it's almost like 
a treehouse, a massive, massive treehouse in the jungle right near the ocean. So I was so excited to go there. Um, and before that dinner, we ended up going home um, after spending the day out and then changed or whatever, went to this restaurant and Kinto, the restaurant was closed. So we went to another place um, and he, it was funny. I ordered a cappuccino sitting down at this restaurant and he was like chugging beer and like so nervous. And I was like, something's going on. But like, I didn't really know that he was going to propose, obviously. So I went to the bathroom and I guess when I went to the bathroom, he like called over the, the, the waiter and was like, Hey, like this is happening. And he gave him a little pep talk or whatnot. Um, but then I sat back down and then he ended up going to the bathroom, which I think really was giving the guy the camera. Um, and then I, I was sitting there and I was like, Hmm, that's kind of weird that he took that bag and we had this bag throughout our trip where like our, our valuables and everything were in. Cause we were in Mexico and we just wanted to make sure everything was yeah. safe. Um, and he came back and then he's like, leave your phone. But that really wasn't that weird because I'm always on my phone because I love being on Instagram and social media and um, kind of exploring things. So um, he ended up um, walking me outside. And then as soon as he looked me in the eye and I could tell he was scared and he said, for the past six years, I literally started bawling my eyes out. The most ugly, 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 I can't emphasize, <laughs> ugly cry of my entire life with makeup on my face um and, it, and yeah then it was then it was history but awesome. it was yeah. you said yes I was you know I did say yes yeah. you didn't make him <laughs> wait for it well actually and I know I captioned my Instagram post this I was crying so hard I literally only heard like two words out of his mouth and he was sitting or like um on a knee obviously with the ring box open and I literally was just like shaking my head like no oh my god no way you're proposing but he was like does she mean no um and so he then basically asked it again and then I said yes obviously um and then he got up and there was actually people around us who were actually who were filming it and he was like she said yes um so it was really funny but yeah I, he thought I said no, but I really said yes. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. That's sweet. Well, we're excited for you. I do want to clarify, um, because you said something in the beginning about him matching, and that can mean any number of things to people who don't know that he is a med student. And, well, you did kind of say that, but he's going to be an anesthesiologist, right? Yeah. So, Lauren, we have two questions that we ask everybody we interview. So we want to know from you kind of what how how these things impact your life. And the first question is, what is your most important daily routine, habit, or ritual that makes you successful every day? Definitely coffee. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I would say kind of going off of what you said about my planner. So I actually have a planner, but I don't use it as much um, just with, you know, online scheduling with clients and HIPAA. Um, that's a little bit more difficult. But for me, I am so type A, which is kind of good, but also kind of bad, where I'm always having these like running lists in my head about all the stuff I want to do, which is great you know, being really ambitious. But at the same time, you have to kind of do that. So um, I really like making lists and just prioritizing what I need to get done. And that just really motivates me to get it done and start my day. What is one big goal that you have for yourself in the upcoming year? I definitely want to continue growing my online presence and whether that be speaking and um, connecting with brands or, um, you know, just having a real big presence. My 
goal would be definitely just to be that person that people trust and go to for nutrition information and, um, and really feel like they have an authentic experience with it and can understand it. And it doesn't feel like someone's lecturing them. Awesome. And my third question is, what is your advice to the younger you on finding your success? I definitely wish I could have told my younger self that, even things you super hate in the moment that you think are never going to be important for what you do. Soak up every moment and learn something from those experiences because they totally shape you. And one day they may for whatever crazy reason be important um, and make you just a more well-rounded person. Um, And you can really learn even from the worst thing you could possibly go through. You can always learn something from it to be better. All right. So now that we're done with all of the questions and stuff, we want people to know how to find you, how to follow you. And we're going to do what we can to help you build that um, that platform that you just said is one of your goals, um, because that's what we're about. Um, we, we, we like to take opportunity because you took the time um, to do this with us to make sure that we give people the opportunity to learn how to find you. Um, and it also gives you a chance to um, let people know more about you and what you do and how to find you. Earlier, you were like, shameless plug. Well, this time it's not shameless. Like, we're telling you to do it. Like, go for plug. it. Yeah. So, um, obviously, we follow you on Instagram. And, and like I said, it's very fun. And yeah. sometimes for me, it's sad because I'm just like, oh. Um, but I highly recommend following you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But but where can people find you on social media, online? And then what we'll also do is for the listeners, we'll include it in the, I guess, show notes or the description okay. yeah. um, okay. as well. But but tell the listeners um, where to find you on whatever social media platforms yeah. that you're on. And your blog. You have like, blogs, yeah. websites, any of that. Yeah. So I definitely am most active on Instagram when it comes to all things social. Um, so the Blondie Kitchen is where you're mostly going to find me. Um, with the company I work for, Dietitians of Palm Valley, um, we're a team of dietitians, um, but I have a big social presence on that account as well. Um, and so their Dietitians Palm Valley is that username as well. So you'll see me on there. Um, and then when it comes to blogging, we do a lot of blogging for the website as well. And we share them on really all of our social platforms. Um, but if you go to dietitiansofpalmvalley.com um, and you go to the blog area um, and really the whole website, you can explore. There's a lot of great information there, um, but specifically the blogs area is super fun. And we always um, pretty much every time we send out a blog, we also send out um, a free guide for people, too. So it's, you know, not even something you need to pay for. Um, we're very big on giving um, information to people, and that's something we love to do. Um and then I'm also on Pinterest um, at the Blondie Kitchen, the same username. Um, and you can see a lot of my same Instagram posts um, loaded up there, too. Fun. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. I highly recommend that everybody follow you. You're just so much fun to follow. And I love my favorite Instagram post. Well, you're just like this girl. When you guys go follow her on Instagram, like she's just super fun and super cute. Like your personality is just the same Lauren I've always known, like just so fun. Um, but I love your posts specifically. You do a lot of comparison posts, like would you eat this or would you eat that? And I love how you frame it because you never frame it in a way that's like, 
trying to make somebody feel bad about like if they would choose one over the other you're just like here are the facts about this dish and then here's the comparison dish which would you rather choose like sometimes I would choose this one and sometimes I choose this one like I love how you put it out there those are the most fun for me I like it because yeah I like it because she mixes it up like, yeah like I get a video clip and then it's funny because I obviously my social media um I guess intelligence is very low. Um, so I don't know what the things are called, but it could be the stories. Like it's like, oh, like I read it. And then, <laughs> I read it and then it goes to something else. And then like another stat pops up and I'm like, Oh, and then it goes and then something else pops up or either you're answering questions and you're kind of going through and labeling out the answers. Um, I like those best yeah, because those it's, it's cool. kind of like interactive. Those are, so, her, those are her Instagram video stories. Okay. And she does those very well. So she's very, like, you're very factual with those two. I love it. But it makes me yeah. want to click through it. Like, I feel yeah. like I'm learning because I'm like, uh-oh, what's next? And then something else pops up. And then at the you end. You have to go to the next one, right? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> got to find out. It's like a story. Yeah. So, and she mixes it up, though, because yeah. it includes those. But then it also includes the comparisons that April just mentioned, which I like those, too. Most of the times, but um, uh, because I usually I'm like, oh, I'm going to choose this one right here, even though I just know it's not the right one. So you're choose. one of those people who chooses the left side. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I love the left side, too. <laughs> yeah. And then also one one last thing that I, I really appreciate and, and that I love and what makes it so easy to follow her is the fact that she tells you. Like, it's okay to eat food, you know, because most of the time when people think of diets or they're trying to pursue this on their own without consulting with professionals mm -hmm. such as Lauren, they're like, oh, my gosh, I got to quit eating this or I can't mm -hmm. do this or I can't do that. Like super calorie restriction. Yeah. And, and when I'm looking through your um, Instagram stories and stuff, like, I never get that from you. Um, you're just kind of like, hey you know, at times it's okay to have this, like, go for it, do yeah. it. Um, yeah. But then you're also like hitting us with the educational components of like, but don't forget about this. Yeah. This is also yeah. as important. So yeah. yeah, no, that means so much to me because I, I think there just needs to be this switch in how we view food. Like, it's not doesn't have to be this all or nothing thing. And like, let's not forget 95% of diets fail probably even more than that, right? So if we're going into it like this whole big diet and we're, you know, feeling miserable, like, yeah, you're probably going to binge eat. The biggest predictor to binge eating is restriction, restricting food. Um, so that's why I definitely don't promote that ever. Um, and if you want the cake, have the cake. I certainly have the cake myself. Yeah. My favorite thing, I don't want to beat a dead horse about your Instagram, but I just, you're really, really good at it and I love it. Thank but my you. favorite post I think was today. And when people hear this, you might have to go back and search a, a few days, but um, you, you're very vulnerable because you talk about your oh, yeah. diet yeah. journey, right? Oh, like yeah. your body image and your personal journey and how that really you kind of had to flip a switch for yourself. And yeah. I love how vulnerable you are because it makes you, it humanizes you as a dietitian. Yeah. You know, and so I love that. So I think I, I just that's to say everybody should follow you. Everybody should go follow Lauren on 
any social media, but definitely Instagram because you're very fun there. Yeah, I like to read those too, those stories yeah. where you go back and forth. You're like, in third person, this person was <laughs> in college. Not happy. Yeah. <laughs> this person happy. Yeah. yeah. And then you look at it and it's you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what else? That's really, those are all the questions I had. Did you have any more? Did you have any pop up? Yeah, actually, um, I just got a text message of a question to ask you. Oh, gosh. Are you are you good for one more question? Good for one I more. am good for one more question. All right. Yeah, we were kind of like winding it down. Like, this is Daryl being Daryl right now. Um, so I'm not going to say please forgive me because our, our listeners should know by now. <laughs> All right. So here's a question that actually just popped up. Um, somebody just texted me this or inboxed me this. And it said, um, what are some ways or tools that someone who is not familiar with diets can use to understand or separate fads from fats? That's a good question. Whoever asked that? Uh, <laughs> I would say because we were talking about Instagram, I'm very big on following in whatever field or thing you're trying to learn about, like surrounding yourself with not even just experts, but people who know what they're talking about. Um, and I, I think it's important to get more than one opinion. So not just follow one person and as much as like, I want everyone to follow me and like, love me. Like I want them to also love other people too, because I think that's what makes, I mean, this is a science, like, you know, you have to have a lot of different opinions and that's how you progress. So, um, I think just following, whether that be doctors, dietitians, like healthcare professionals, even people who have different perspectives and really, you know, evaluating everything and then making your own personal opinion about it. Um, and I think that can really help you kind of figure out what's going to work for your body and kind of go in full circle to what I was saying to April before, um, is that, you know, everyone follows a different diet. Everyone has different needs, but you have to find what works for you. And that's, that might be different than your spouse or your friend or, um, your mom or, you know, anyone in your life. Um, it's going to be different for you. Awesome. I think that was like a perfect, like closing, that was answer, a great closing like, answer statement yeah. right there. We don't even have to have any more questions. Yeah, no, that was, that was yeah. nice. Like it all came full circle and kind of wrapped itself yeah. up. Well, we super appreciate you um, yes. taking time and just interviewing with us. And we know we miss you, you know, but we love seeing you out in the world and just being successful in what you're doing and loving what you're doing because it's clear that you're loving what you're doing. So um, just once again, everybody, go fo go follow Lauren on social media at The Blondie Kitchen. Um, she's a lot of fun to follow. And we are excited. Excited to have interviewed you and maybe we'll even bring you back for another one thank you so much for having me on guys it's so good seeing you and talking to you and catching up and everything um can't wait to see where everything takes you guys thanks awesome thanks all right everybody well that's it for today that's it or tonight or whatever it is <laughs> until the next time we out we are out Hey, everybody. If you like today's episode, please subscribe to the Success in Black and White podcast. You'll get notified every time a new episode is posted, which is every Tuesday. If you loved this episode, help us spread the love. Rate and leave a review on our iTunes podcast episode. Also, share that you listen on social media and tag us on your posts. My social media handle is 
I am Daryl Lovett on all social media platforms. And mine is April Dawn Lovett on all social media platforms as well. Thanks for listening. Oh my gosh, you sound like Keith Sweat. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Oh, did it record? <laughs>